We love making this podcast and we would love to have it supported by a listener like you. So uh, go ahead, click the link in our show notes and join the awesome empire. Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric, too. (laughs) That was rough. Okay. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome. (sighs) than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my husband and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. (laughs) Hey. Fun fact about Eric Robertson. A couple years ago, uh, I've in our marriage been trying to get Eric into working out just because it's something I like to do. Now we've swapped. I don't want to work out and all of the clothes that I bought him in years past, like workout clothes for Christmas or birthdays, he has started like digging up and out and it's been so delightful. And for the last two days, he's gone for either like a run or a bike ride in his running tights, aka spandex, and then he proceeds to wear them the entire day like a hot mom with Lululemon leggings. I've never been happier in my life. And the first day, he's like, well, I didn't go anywhere in them. And I was like, there's no problem if you do go somewhere in them. And then yesterday, where did you go in them? You went a lot of places. I went to lunch with a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag dad life. Hashtag comfortable. Um, I I mean, I I went to Hobby Lobby. (laughs) I'm so... So happy about this. And <sighs> I mean, I was at Hobby Lobby buying wooden dowels for Ginger's earring stand. Yes. And speaking of unexpected things like Eric living his life in a pair of running leggings, this is episode 162, How to Enjoy Life Even When. And this is a kickoff episode for a new series that we are going to be doing. Uh, It's a six-part series. We're very excited. We're going to be asking for advice and feedback from you guys. We have experts that we've brought on, and it's just going to be a really good time. We're both really looking forward to it. This first episode is How to Enjoy Life Even When... So that's going to be the beginning of each of the six episodes, right? Even when it's so different than what you expected. Ooh, and we thought this was like a really good way to kick off the How to Enjoy Life Even When series because that pretty pretty much sums up a lot of scenarios. I'm excited to approach this in a new way and just with like some fresh perspective of our recent life experience. We also have some great friends who popped by with their experience as well. But before we get into that, we are so excited to have a sponsor for this podcast episode and it is freaking rad. Uh, Eric, tell us a little bit about Pina. Yeah, yeah. Are you looking for a way to entertain your kids in the car? I am. Or maybe just a way to wind them down before bed? Oh my gosh, please. Seriously, we need this. Seriously. Seriously, we have this. It's awesome. (laughs) Then you've got to try Pinna. Pinna 
spelled P-I-N-N-A, is an audio streaming service just for kids that includes tons of podcasts, audiobooks, and much more for ages 3 to 12. Do you know what I love? What? Is that they... So it's it's kind of like a Audible or Spotify, right? It's like a streaming platform, but it just has stuff that's appropriate for kids that age. The covers of the books and the different podcasts, they're like really engaging with pictures. And so for like... Oh yeah, the app is awesome. The app is so cool. It's so easy to navigate. Yeah. And I just really love like the image and the titles and the way things are organized. It makes it really easy for kids to find it on their own, even if they're not a reader. Yeah. The it, visuals are great. Exactly. So there's tons of well-known, well-known stories and original podcasts and audiobooks. What I love about this is our kids always want to watch a show or movie before bed. And we're like, no, but this is such a great alternative where they can go put on headphones and fall asleep. And there's and no freaking ads. Yeah, there's no and there's ads. there's no ads. So you can sign up for Pinna and get 50% off your first annual payment. <gasps> Do tell. Okay. <laughs> so I, right now I looked on their site. Their annual their annual payment is $72 a year. So it's like $6 a month. Yeah. You pay annually. So you can get 50% off that with this code. Guess what the code is? Is it Allison with one L? <laughs> it's Allison oh, with one L. Yes, I'm so relieved. So for $36 with that code, you can get Pinna for a whole year. You'll, you'll thank us for this. So just head to Pinna, that's P-I-N-N-A dot F-M forward slash promo to sign up and use code Allison at checkout. That's P-I-N-N-A dot F-M slash promo. And we just want to say thank you so much, Pinna. We're so excited to be working with you and absolutely love the the product that you're bringing to the world. Now let's get into how to enjoy life even when it's so different than what you expected. I turned 40 this year. I had what you think is a midlife crisis. Ew. I'm, I'm not saying... 40? Ew. I know, so gross. <laughs> not saying it was or wasn't, but I had the realization of, like, of, of what am I doing what is my life? Like, this is not what I expected. This is not where I thought I'd be. And I, and I thought back, I always have this like recollection of my bedroom when I was a teenager, like in high school. And like, I remember thinking about what my future would be. It hasn't turned out what I thought it would be. Your now, wife is so much my, hotter than so you much ever hotter. imagined. And I was thinking like, well, why am I sad because of what my 17 year old self thought it would be like why am i comparing it to that that is so funny like what does 17 year old eric even know yeah why is why is he the authority <laughs> why is he the authority on what my life should have been when i was 40 like what what does he know that my 40 year old self doesn't it's ridiculous and i even thought back further my my brother matt and i when, when we were kids we'd always name the cars that we were going to have when we were older and my brother matt was into four-wheelers he's like i'm gonna have a tractor and like big trucks and i was like i'm gonna have a mercedes and a ferrari and i named like all these cars and i think i even threw a helicopter in there why not? I mean, my nine-year-old self knew what was apparently knew what was best for me. I have had to have all these cool cars. My point is, with saying all this, when I feel discontent with how I thought my life should be now, I'm comparing it to what my younger self thought, my younger, inexperienced, idealist teenager or kid thought. And so it's a little silly and ridiculous to long for what your childhood self, or even even if it was 10 years ago or five years ago. I mean, you you are such a different person than the person that projected this this life that you that you expected to have regardless of how my life has turned up turned out so far what's cool is it's my life it's uniquely mine and i can share a lot of common experiences with others but the the cumulative whirlwind of all that has happened in my life is mine i love that the cumulative whirlwind of all that has happened in your life is yours yeah that is 
such a beautiful concept. And I think it's just like a great thing for everybody listening to like take a moment and just like really, truly respect, honor, see the cumulative whirlwind (laughs) experience of their life. And it's uniquely yours. Yeah. And it's messy and it's out of control and it's different than what I thought it would be. And sometimes it seems unfair, but it's my life. And I realize there's a comforting beauty in the fact that each life is infinitely unique and longing for the life that you thought you would have is hard. In a sense, it takes God out, out of the equation. It makes you a victim you and me a victim of a seemingly unkind universe that didn't bend exactly to our past mental projections. And what I know is that God has always been with me and letting go of what I thought my life should be is is a really lovely gift to myself. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And when you say it takes God out of your life, for me, what that makes me think of is, you know, I think there's, you know, the word God and the person God and the idea of God can be so many different things to to different people. But in this instance, I feel like what God represents is faith and trust that there is a plan that the universe is working together for our good, that there's a compassionate creator who is interested in (laughs) things actually being okay for us. And so if you're not in a place or that's not something that resonates with you, like the idea of, oh, God's taking care of it. One thing when I feel really shooketh that connects me to like a greater, higher power is just the cyclical way of nature with the trees going to lose its leaves in the spring they're going to sprout. And so just this idea that life takes care of itself. And so I think it's really beautiful to, to think about that, but it's also really, really difficult in application because essentially what it's asking you to do is to believe in things that are not yet to be. <laughs> like That's it. It's asking you to believe in things that you haven't seen, to believe in things that uh, that life can be different than the way that it's turned out in the past. It's that faith. That's what that brings up for me. So I, I think that's really beautiful. So you had some, some really cool ideas, a one, two, three, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of introspection lately because of my midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's three thoughts that I had to kind of help ease the hurt of not being where you want to be or thinking that your life should be something different or it's not what you wanted in your morning, this life that you think you should have. The first thing that the first thing is to set yourself free from the expectations of the past. Realize that was your past self projecting and live today for today. That's number one. You know what is so funny? I love that. And our friend Aaron Oldham stopped by just while we were about to record. And so we asked him, uh, hey, what, <laughs> how do you enjoy life when it's different than what you expected? And that's exactly what he talks about. I love his thoughts and ideas. So let's hop on over and we'll have our chat with Aaron. Makes me uncomfortable Aaron, like being unprepared, but you yeah, touching it's me. Even better. Hey, Aaron, thanks for coming today, bud. Oh. Aaron Oldham is our longtime friend. Heck yeah. He's also the best real estate agent ever. You wow, sold our house, you. bought our house. Can you come fix the microphone? I, I came unprepared. He actually just was walking by and he was in the neighborhood. And then I said, Eric, go grab him. Bring him down on the podcast. Uh, hey, I'm ready to spit some wisdom. Okay, right Aaron. Yes. Aaron, you've lived how many years? How old are you? 37. Okay. Has your life turned out different than you expected? Totally. Okay. How do you deal with that? Um, therapy. 
Um, Good answer. Okay, but what I've learned in therapy is the first thing that comes to mind, being unprepared, is the whole concept around living presently or in the Mm. present, right? So a lot of my life has been living in the past, you know, worrying about what I did wrong, what I could have done better, blah, 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 like the ifs and the buts and, you know, whatever. And then also, like, I'm a dreamer. I I love thinking about all the things I'm going to do. As far as expectations go, like, I've always had stuff that I was going to do. But that caused a lot of anxiety, like, wondering, working towards that, it not happening, things like that. The biggest thing that's helped me is letting go of the two things you have absolutely no control over and being present in a way that, like, you still have things, you have goals, you're working on things, but as soon as something goes wrong, it's past. And so letting that go mm. as quickly as possible, and I've gotten better at letting things go quicker to where it's like, okay, that's past. You literally cannot change it. The fact that you said jump on this podcast, it's too late now. I mean, yeah, it's you're late. here. <laughs> no, you're dude, done. Like, you're done. Okay, hold on. He's, oh, he's so prepared. I know. This is so good. Also, by the way, I wish that people knew that Aaron and I are like snuggling. <laughs> We're like on, I will like share this picture. We are like on a couch and like holding sn- each other. Holding okay, each other. <laughs> Aaron, you said what? So you said there's. There's two things you can't control. What are those yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. What are they? You said letting go of the two things you can't control. The past and the future. <gasps> it's true. You can't control Oh, those. that's good. You you literally... That's good. Uh, what... This was told to me, so this is not my wisdom, but... It's yours now. Every conversation... I mean, even five seconds ago, when I was like, hey, guys, and I walked in the room, like, that time has passed. We can make decisions to change, like, the next few seconds and, and have control over, like... I could get up and leave or walk away. You know, I can make those decisions, but even that's not happening until you make that decision. And so thinking about making that decision as opposed to just being right here, talking to you guys, winging it, you know, like Mm -hmm. none of that's happened yet until it happens. And so this moment right now is the only one that I have control over. And that's as far as expectations go and things turning out differently has been so helpful for me. Like, in business, in personal life, like letting go of what already has passed and knowing that's like, yeah, I have, I can make decisions to influence the future and help and I'm going to work towards things. But until you're in that moment or till you're there, you're, you're here. You're right here. Okay. This is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you're wearing all black, like some sort of like beat poet. Okay. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron, that was amazing. Get at it. That was Okay, so how cool is that? Aaron basically said what I said. It said, I said, set yourself free from the expectations of the past. Live today for today. And I love that he had like that really nice concrete way of like the two things you can't control. The past and the future. The past and the future, meaning basically everything that we're trying to control. Yeah, all the things that, <laughs> that uh, cause us suffering. <laughs> okay, my second thing was, is set aside expectations of others. And I realize that this will make it easy to set aside expectations of myself. What does that mean? It means if I don't have, if I don't create expectations of what I want you to do or be, uh, then I expectations that you have of, of other for people, others, yeah, for other people. Then okay. I can be, then I can be like, I can be kinder and nicer to myself. Like with expectations, it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna hold. I'm not gonna be like mad if this doesn't happen that I want someone else to do. And then, then. It, get, it, it just makes it, I, it, it's like I'm training a muscle. Then I can, when something doesn't work out in my life, how I thought it would be, I'm like, that's okay. So the concept of this series and this episode to bring us back is how to enjoy 
life. And so I love this idea of the expectations that we bring to other people of how they're going to act and how they're going to behave. It really so easily robs us of our joy. And that doesn't mean that we can't expect to be treated fairly and treated kindly. But this is something we've noticed in our relationship is I might be going through a hard time, some ups and downs, and then I'll like hit like a good day or like a good spell. And then if I go back down again, I can see Eric getting like kind of bummed out and frustrated. And this is something that it took us like a long, you know, lots of years to see and notice these patterns where in a way it's like pretty unfair to me to have him expect because I felt better yesterday, I'm going to feel better every day. Right. And not that you were even consciously thinking that you expected that of me. Right. And it's also very reasonable of you to want me to feel good (laughs) Mm -hmm. and feel stable in my mental health. But at the end of the day, that's my responsibility. And Eric and I have talked about this recently where it's like, it's my responsibility to take care of my mental health, but he's my partner and my my support. Of course, as a partner and as a supporter, you want to do everything you can to encourage, to reflect, to mirror back, to be, um, you know, like he's my safe space for feedback. But if his expectations are Allison's going to be in this mood all of the time, he is going to be miserable because Allison is never in a certain mood all of the time. It's true. <laughs> That's your magic. And it is. It's one of the reasons I'm like, it's one of the reasons you married me, right? And Eric's consistency is something that really attracted me to him. So when he doesn't give me like a big response or a big reaction or get really into something with me, I can be upset with him and expect that he should be behaving this way. And then that robs me of my joy in the experience. I love that, that it's not necessarily we have all these expectations meaning we just walk around and we like don't expect anybody to like smile at us or treat us kindly right like that's that's not what we're saying we're saying well yeah like how do you want to expand on that like what is it that you're saying when you're not having expectations of what other people are going to do well just the basis that expectations unmet can cause suffering therefore if you have expectations of other people you can't control other people you're inherently going to suffer when they don't meet your expectations so not like loosening expectations or not having them on the actions of others that will then make it so you suffer less and then help you be able to do it to yourself i love that and the idea that came to me while you were saying that is values so i'm going to remain true to what i value And have that be like, it's like, okay, if expectations have been my operating system, I expect myself to do this, I expect other people to do that, then I want to replace it with a new operating system. It's really easy to say, don't do this, but then what do you do? And I think that maybe just one idea, one one thing to try perhaps is the concept of I operate from my values I like to have intimate relationships with people who respect and adhere to those values. Maybe we don't share all the exact same values, but we respect the values. That expectation is kind of the only expectation, which is respect, safety, kindness, compassion, 
I think that could be a nice place to return to if you're noticing with a partner, a parent, um, a child, a friend, you have all these expectations of them and you're like, but I I don't know kind of where else to land. (laughs) Let's return to like, what do you value? What do you value in? Let's let's operate from that place. So how to enjoy life even when it's different than what you expected? Okay, this person, this thing didn't happen, right? All these things aren't going the way. Like returning to that place of what is it that I value? Um, what are those rocks? I, I value duality so much. I value the concept of life gets to be both. So I get to both be sad and disappointed that that person didn't invite me you know, I had an expectation I'd be invited. I wasn't invited. I get to be sad, but I also get to know that there's joy in it as well. I like that. I love that. That that goes into my third idea. This is my favorite one because it's more fun than the other ones. Oh, this is, fun. Uh, this number three is see the magic of the universe and get invested in God's plan for you. I love that. What I mean by this is... You, you you talked about how life has a way of working itself out, of taking care of itself. And our younger selves, our more inexperienced selves, didn't account for that when we were planning our life or thinking it was going to be different. Mm. And so seeing the magic of the universe, seeing like that there is a there is infinite wisdom that can, that is guiding us or making things, making a plan for us or making p- paths that we don't didn't think that we're going to be good for us, you know, and then seeing the magic in that, like, wow, my life turned out so much different. This isn't, this is like, see it with new eyes. Like, okay, it's not what I thought, but wow, look at this. I wonder how all the things made it so I could get here. And then having trust that there is like purpose and plan. Like, even if you can't believe it, just wanting to believe that God is invested in you and then being invested in that back is really so fun and powerful and just creates so much curiosity and an openness to life. Like you'll see more things. You'll see in retrospect, oh, that was a huge blessing. I'm glad that didn't happen or that did happen. And so that's my third one. My third one is see the magic of the universe and get, inv- and get invested in God's plan for you. So I love that uh, idea of seeing the magic of the universe. When we were thinking about how to enjoy life, even when it doesn't turn out how you expect, one of the people that I thought of immediately is my good friend, Lisa Clark. And Lisa is the host of The Lisa Show. She's an improv comic. She's also just one of the most delightful people to be around. And very tragically, a couple of years ago, Lisa lost her wonderful, wonderful husband, Chris. She... I've been very close to her throughout the last few years as she's, you know, gone through her grieving process. And I just admire so much her insight and her lived experience in finding joy, even when life doesn't turn out as you expect. And I would say losing a Losing a spouse is a huge, huge, this sucks. This is not what I expected. So I reached out to Lisa and she has some ideas. And what I love is they perfectly align with this finding the magic in the universe. So here's Lisa. We're so grateful for her insight. Hi, I'm Lisa Valentine Clark, and I'm honored that Allison and Eric would ask me to talk about how you enjoy life when things don't go, you know, 
how you think they're going to go. And I think it's so funny because I think I've lived long enough to finally, finally get the message that life never turns out the way that you're going to and that you've got to never put off joy, that you've got to grab it wherever you can find it and grab happiness and joy in the here and now. And, um, you know, a couple of thoughts come to mind when I was raised by, you know, an optimist and my mother would always be like, you can't wait till a future event to be happy. You, things are always happening. You can't say, well, as soon as I'm out of school or as soon as I'm out of debt or as soon as this problem is behind us, because then you'll put it off forever. So choose small ways to be happy now. It doesn't have to always be so huge. And I think the easiest way to do this or the way that I have is surrounding myself with happy people and fun people. And I feel like this is really the sort of shortcut, the cheat sheet of it, (laughs) because they remind you and snap you back into being into the present. I think most people who are happy are uh, and who are enjoying life are good at living in the moment. So when there was a time in my life where I wasn't, it was great to be around those kinds of people because it helped me practice. Uh, Another way I think to enjoy life is just to recognize that we weren't meant to always be happy every single second of the day, always, and that our um, all of our emotions are gifts, right? Like I feel that we understand the sacredness sort of in our different emotions when we try to just be in them, right? They, they, you know, I've gone through a lot of grief after the death of my husband, and the thing that the advice that I've gotten from therapists and life coaches and everybody in between and their neighbor. <laughs> is you've got to feel your feels. You've got to feel your feelings. And there is a lot of truth to that. And honoring that and knowing that not every feeling is going to last forever helps you to transition and move through different feelings without guilt and shame, but just with the beauty that that life is constantly changing and we get to be a part of it. And that, that has really helped me as well. Um, and then finally, the other way that I think that we can really enjoy life is to focus our minds. We see what we are going to, what we're looking for, and focus our minds on gratitude. Uh, what, there's nothing like the confusion when I'm in a funk or depressed or in a you know, a really intense time. And I want to enjoy life more than if I focus and see, oh, there's also good things happening at the same time. And it seems to take off the pressure of like being or performing in one way or the other. And so for me, I do lots of gratitude practices. I pray, I uh, write in a gratitude journal. I try to speak out loud of things that are going well instead of being Debbie Downer all of the time. And that's helped to, to almost give my mind permission to let go of the stress and to be able to see the good as well well and hold both at the same time. You know, I I really do feel like life was meant to be enjoyed. And so doing some small things and even just like how you focus your brain, who you surround yourself with and, and how you let yourself feel. I think all of these things are just part of life. Snap us into the present moment and help us to see how much there is to be enjoyed. I mean, at the worst, life is ridiculous, so we should be having a good time. And at the very, very best, there's deep meaning in in enjoying um, the situation around us, the people around us, and adding to that. Because I think that when we enjoy life, we're adding to the goodness into the world and what we put out, and other people benefit from it. You can find Lisa on The Lisa Show. Download that podcast wherever you get your podcasts, you know, or I'll be hanging out with Allison.
You can find me there too. Yes, download her podcast, check her out, find her. Oh, she's just such a wonderful human. When I was thinking about this, other than just having my two cents on what everybody else is saying, which obviously I have had, (laughs) the main thing for me in how to enjoy life, even when it's not what you expected, is honoring the grief, honoring the loss, honoring the disappointment, honoring the, man, I thought this was going to be this way and it's not. I've spent so much of my life being upset and mad at myself that I'm upset. And so much of my life upset with myself that I can't get over it. Or, you know, Aaron talks about living in the present and letting things go. Lisa talks about gratitude. And when I haven't been able to do those things, I'm like, what is wrong with me? In the last couple of years, as I've really healed and gone through some very difficult things, I give myself so much more compassion to grieve. Honestly, even just identifying grief as part of this equation can be really, really beautiful and liberating. So there's a grief. You know what? It's not silly if there's a grief that you don't have a helicopter. Maybe, you know, seven-year-old Eric, he really, really wanted a helicopter. He really wanted that Ferrari. And that's something that you held on to for a long time. So giving yourself permission to grieve what hasn't come to pass or what will never be has, for me, been integral into being being able to enjoy the present and enjoy what life does have to offer is to give myself that that moment to to mourn and then once it is recognized once it is felt once it is honored it is so much easier to move forward there's a quote that I have that I wanted to share that goes along with what you just oh, said. Oh, yeah. I love this quote. It's actually not that one. It's a oh, different one. I, I still love it. You still love it. Robin Sharma says, the greatest people on the planet have suffered the most. Suffering is not bad. I'm suggesting suffering is awesome. <laughs> the ego runs from suffering because it's the death of the ego. I believe pain, difficult times, failure, And loss is purification and preparation for personal heroism. I love that. And it's funny that that quote brings up ego because that was my one other thought. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Is that for me, I've realized when things don't turn out like as I expected and how do I enjoy life is that like nine out of 10 times my ego is the culprit. Nine out of- How about 10 out of 10? Yeah, probably 10 out of- No, no, I'm going to say nine out of 10 because like- you know, Lisa's ego isn't hurt that her husband passed, right? Like, there's, like, it's not always the ego, yeah, but, but that's, no, that's true. That's, yeah, a, big, that's, that's true. a big to separation. be fair and compassionate. Yeah, that's right? a big separation. Yeah. But for me, <laughs> when it when it comes down to life should be this way right now, and it's not what I thought, my ego is really mad about it. People should be rolling out the red carpet for me. People should, you know, we both were in this place with our careers where we're like, we're so talented at this and we're so talented at that. People should be knocking down our door for this. And we both exactly felt that exact same way, not only a couple weeks ago. And then that's great. And then we just get to sit back and laugh. And my theme right now Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride, (laughs) when he, 
is in the thieves' forest, and the whole plan has gone to crap, right? They've lost the princess, the dread pirate Roberts, Wesley, like everything is out of control. And Fezzik, who's the giant, is, um, he's commissioned to go into the thieves' forest and clean it out for the, the celebration that's happening. And he finds his old friend, Inigo Montoya. And Inigo is just drunk. And he's just in despair. And he's hopeless. And he says, Fizzini said to go back to the beginning. And that, that right there, back to the beginning, that is my vibe right now. I am selling at a craft market this weekend. I am so excited about it. And my ego is like, you sold at a craft fair 10 years ago. You have a book published. What are you doing? You should be doing fancier things. And then this is my response to my ego lately has just been, Fazzini said to go back to the beginning. Which is really, for me, also like represents that idea of the beginner's mind and not bringing the assumptions and the entitlement and the, and that's, I think that's really a challenge uh, as you get older in life, right? Mm -hmm. To let go of that ego or what you've earned or what you've proved or like all the ground that you've tilled and the soil you've churned and planted in and it better harvest or else, right? To just be more like the squirrel. And I love squirrels. <laughs> They're a very powerful animal symbolism, power animal. They gather nuts and they, they gather their seeds and then they hide them. And then they forget where they hide 80 plus percent of their seeds. And so (laughs) I love thinking of myself as the squirrel where I'm like, you know what? Planted that seed over there. I don't even remember doing it. And maybe something will grow and maybe it won't. And I don't have to be the one to benefit from it. But there we go. There's a seed over there. There's a seed over there. And there's enough seeds that some really beautiful, unexpected things are going to bloom and grow if you keep planting those seeds. So this has been a really fun episode for yeah, us. I love it. We're so excited about this series. Yeah, this series is going to be so fun. How to Enjoy Life Even When. <laughs> so this has been How to Enjoy Life Even When Things Don't Go As You Expected. It's not what you expected. We want to give a huge thank you to Aaron Oldham, the home scoop on Instagram. Lisa will, uh, Lisa Clark will link to her podcast and her Instagram as well. We want to thank Pinna, our sponsor. And of course, we want to thank you guys so much for being here, for being part of the awesome empire. I have one more quote. Oh. To just that one. Give one. it. Do it. This like wraps up the whole thing for I, me. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, from Jiddu Krishnamurti. He says, I don't mind what happens. That is the essence of inner freedom. It is a timeless spiritual truth. I don't mind what happens. Let's try it. Hey, how about this? Why don't we just try it for a week? And then next week, we'll give you another podcast episode and you can see if you like that one better. Let's let's try to enjoy life even when it's not what we expected. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. By being sad about what you thought it should be. And that's so much of like what Lisa talks about, how you're going to miss 
the moment. Just some really, really beautiful, impactful words from my beautiful husband, Eric, and our guests and you listening. You're such an important part of the podcast. I just have felt so impressed lately with how it just wouldn't be the same without you. And you think, how does that even make sense? You don't even know if I'm listening or not. But like, it's true. It's not the same without every single person who's a part of it. So easy to go through life thinking that people aren't going to notice if we're there or not. And and people aren't going to miss us. Um, but the power of one person is, is huge. It's life-changing and it's world-changing. And that person is you. That truly is the message of my book, You're Already Awesome, which is a great book if you haven't picked it up yet. And I wanted to let you guys know I'm going to be doing a read-along. It's four weeks and it starts next Tuesday. So if you're listening to this at a later date, still go to the link, uh, the notes, because you can join the read-along at any point. But we're going to be reading my book, You're Already Awesome, together and then be having live discussions. And I'm so excited to talk to you because it is you that is a part of the experience, like this podcast, reading the book. We are just so grateful and happy to have you here. Eric, do you have a review that you want to read? You know, there hasn't been one because we've been traveling, you know. Yeah. But we're we're, going to solicit some. Yeah, let's solicit some reviews. Yeah. Yeah, send us some reviews for the book or the podcast. Yeah. I'm sure there's some for the book. I just haven't, but for the podcast, we'll, I haven't been for a while. We'll check right. for next week. Yeah. And we love you guys. We're so grateful for you. I want to remind you that only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Take us out on something good, boy. Okay. Um, I recently finished an album called Nostalgia. Oh, this is a good one. This is, I basically like made a score. I, I scored the soundtrack of my childhood. And speaking of things not turning out how you thought they would, um, I had a best friend named Joel Larson, and he passed away in 2012. Very unexpected. And this song is called My Childhood Best Friend, Joel Larson, 1981 to 2012.